1: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
3: This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car.
4: Panini America is breaking new ground with exclusive NIL deals featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. They had Washington's Michael Penix Jr. How about JJ McCarthy, the quarterback at Michigan, rising star Arch Manning at Texas? If you're into cutting edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. New features coming out all the time. Brand new license with WWE that's now there at the Panini site. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Make sure you check out everything for the most popular trading cards with brands like Prism, Donruss, and more at PaniniAmerica.net or the Panini direct app. Plus, discover Panini instant cards celebrating the biggest moments of the week. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The official trading cards and NFTs, of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
5: This is Dan Patrick.
4: <laughs> McLovin has been pras- practicing all morning long, pronouncing asterisk. 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 Uh, welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Thursday. Dan in the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. The Lakers beat the Heat. And I'm talking about the Heat in game one. Some injuries with Miami. And it's already started Someone pointed out that the path to a title for LeBron James, if he wins, will be the easiest in NBA history. Have that for you coming up. Astros-Rays-Yankees-Advance, five games today. Broncos at the Jets coming up tonight. You'd like to get in touch with the program. You can email, tweet, dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. You can also watch on Peacock. It's free. Download the app and join us. Say good morning to chat rowe and our great radio stations around the country, numbering 362. Lakers fell behind early to the heat. Down 13 first quarter. Oh, Twitter was loving this. Here we go. Surprise, surprise. And then there was a 10-minute window where it all just went away. They were down 13. At one point, we're up by 30. And the final score nowhere indicative of just how dominating the Lakers were last night. It wasn't pretty for the Heat. It was a statement win, as we like to say in this business. And the Heat, they already faced a serious challenge to stay competitive in this series. Big underdogs here. We saw a young team with a lot of confidence as they went through the Eastern Conference playoffs, but the Lakers hit him and knocked him down, didn't allow him to get back up. Goran Dragic got injured last night. Bam Adebayo got injured last night. Jimmy Butler got injured last night. Even if they're healthy, this is Yeoman's work to try to make this competitive. This year's playoffs have been unpredictable, so I don't want to jump to a conclusion right now, but it's hard to feel confident that the series is going to be a six or seven game series. The Lakers looked great last night, and I've said before throughout the playoffs if Anthony Davis is the best player on the floor, the Lakers will win the title, no matter who they're facing. He was the best player on the floor last night. If you have the Laker team that's great in the paint as far as scoring, and all of a sudden you're shooting 40% from three-point range, Miami Heat don't have an answer for that. And we expect the Heat to shoot well from three-point range, but if Drogic is slowed or can't play, that's a significant loss because he is a mismatch for the Lakers to try to uh, stop. And you saw that early last night. But uh, Bam out of bio, the x-rays on his shoulder were negative, and then Jimmy Butler got banged up as well. This program is brought to you by the great folks at Home Depot, how doers get more done. Today, pros have to do whatever it takes. The Home Depot is here to help you make it easier. They've got delivery options to get you what you need exactly where you need it, so you can keep doing whatever it is to get the job done. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. I am curious about this. Watching Twitter's reaction last night when the heat were up by 13 if you're rooting, are you rooting for the Miami Heat or are you rooting against LeBron James? And if so, why? I understand if you're rooting for the Heat, great Cinderella story, but to root against LeBron James, I'm just curious about the vitriol. I I don't know if you dislike him because it's him or the coverage of him, but he has nothing to do with the coverage. And yes, LeBron is the face of the NBA. Like it or not, on the court, off the court. But I saw this with uh, NBC Sports' Dan Feldman. He argues the Lakers have had the easiest road in NBA history to get to the finals. Not including themselves, the Lakers avoided the top five teams. The Bucks, Celtics, Clippers, Raptors, and Mavericks all had better margins per game in the playoffs. Okay. So, if LeBron gets to the finals in the East, well, he didn't have to go through anybody... Now he goes to the West. He gets to the finals. Didn't have to go through anybody. He can't win, even when he's winning. But get ready for it because that's what's going to happen. That'll be the turn, you know, the twist on this. Yeah, but he didn't really beat anybody. Yeah, but that Clipper team wasn't that good. You know, I still go back to when the Bulls beat the Lakers and Magic John- Johnson was out there on one leg. I didn't hear anybody say, "Yeah, but they beat a wounded, depleted Laker team." Nobody said that. But let's see if LeBron can win three more games against the Miami Heat. I'm sure he'll take this. If this is the consolation prize, hey, you won a title, but you didn't really beat anybody. I'm sure he'll still take that. But I'm just – I am surprised. And I know I'm I'm a LeBron apologist. I say that. I think you're seeing one of the two or three greatest players to ever play the game. To do what he's doing at this age, having two full seasons of playoff games – And he's still one of the top five, seven players in the game. You know, this is one of those where when he's gone, people are going to look back and go, you know, on second, man, he was pretty good. I remember doing this when John McEnroe would face Bjorn Borg at Wimbledon. And I hated Bjorn Borg because he was better than John McEnroe. It had nothing to do with Bjorn Borg. It was just I wanted McEnroe to win. There are other teams and other players where, like, I hated the Celtics because they always beat Jerry West and the Lakers. It had nothing to do with the Celtics. And it just feels like we don't want LeBron James entering into a conversation that has to do with the greatest player of all time. And I do believe LeBron will have the greatest basketball resume in history when it's all said and done. Now, I know Bill Russell was wonderful with 11 titles. Statistically, he was not that great. But he did win, the greatest winner. But when it's all said and done, LeBron will have the greatest basketball resume in history. Scoring, assists, steals, rebounds, trips to the finals. If he ends up with four or five championships, he'll have the greatest resume of anybody who's ever played the game. Wherever you want to put him, if you want to put him in the top five, unless you're Paul Pierce, who doesn't have him in the top five, you know, fine. I mean, I'm done arguing just for LeBron. Is LeBron Michael? No, he'll never be, as we've said before. LeBron is Neil Armstrong. He was the first guy to walk on the moon. Nobody talks about the second guy to walk on the moon. And that's what LeBron is up against. But it's going to be hard to find somebody who is the next LeBron. I know we're not going to find the next Michael. You're going to have a hard time fighting the next LeBron as well. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Yes, Paulie? If this series
6: goes five games, LeBron James will be at 259 career playoff games played, tied Derek Fisher for the most ever. Let's say LeBron plays two more high-end seasons of basketball. That's 40 more playoff games, If assuming all goes well. He'll be at 300 career playoff games played. That's 110 more than Magic Johnson.
4: That's 70 more than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's not even close. Yeah, once again, statistically, and yes, he's lost in the finals. We know that six times, but he got to the finals. And that first time he went there, he he that wasn't even a G League team. They that those guys wouldn't make a G League team, and he got them to the NBA Finals. But here he is, uh, and he's smart enough to know that Anthony Davis. If I if I make sure that he is the best player on the floor then you got a great chance of getting more and more championships because Anthony Davis will eventually take the baton or be given the baton by LeBron and it'll be his team. And then LeBron will be the Scottie Pippen to Anthony Davis's Michael Jordan. Even then, you know, LeBron is to be the best teammate he can be, Anthony Davis, you have to make sure that you feed him. You got to make sure he gets into the flow of the game. Let him be dominating. It could be, LeBron could be selfish. But, I mean, he could be, but he won't be because he's smart enough to know that. But that that's just what I'm watching. And I know it's only one game, but I, I'm always, I'm just curious why people don't like LeBron James. Kathy in Oregon. Kathy, why don't you like LeBron James? Oh, um. I th- I'm kind of
7: old. I've been watching ball for a lot of years, and uh, I think I don't like LeBron James um, because I don't agree with uh, the way he's been covered and some of the quotes he's had, and I think I'm wrong. Uh, I have always thought that, and I think social media has um, been kind of a pity because uh, I don't think that I, uh, and I think a lot of people are like me, don't appreciate the players anymore for the players that they are. Okay. And it's
4: really kind of sad. Well, Twitter has, I can't imagine what Twitter would be like in Michael Jordan's era because they would be reporting on things, talking about things. It would be different. LeBron has survived in the Twitter age and everybody's a hater. Everybody's got an opinion and you can do it. And nobody knows who you are. Yeah, Yes. So
8: like that used to be just the columnist. Or something, right? Like they would write a scathing piece about so-and-so. But now it's like, I don't know, 10,000 columns a minute.
4: Yeah, everybody's a columnist now. Everybody's got an opinion and you can say it. But, yeah, I'm just surprised that people, they don't appreciate what they're seeing. And, And just from a basketball purist, that's why I say, you know, enjoy it. I mean, appreciate this. This doesn't happen. And he's been able to do it and do it at a very high level for a long, long period of time. Larry in Oregon. Hey, Larry. Hey, how's it going, Dan? Hey, bud.
2: Uh, I just want to make a comment uh, as far as the Lakers were concerned. Uh, you know, through the beginning of this playoffs, we heard that, uh, you know, after the first win against the, the – the first win that Blazers had against L.A., oh, you, know, you know, the Lakers might get swept, and, you know, the backcourt of McCollum and and, and Lillard's going to be a lot to handle. And then the next round we hear, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot to handle, Westbrook and Harden. The next round we got Jokic and Murray. That's going to be a lot to handle. And for someone to say now that, that it was the easiest path to the finals is just ridiculous to me uh, because you can only beat who's in front of you, uh, you know, and, and that's and that's it. And I know a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that, uh, you know LeBron is uh, not as loved as much as uh, some other people.
4: Yeah, you know what? And, and thank you, Larry. LeBron's been a better teammate than Michael was. LeBron, in what he's done as a, a activist, as a person, is is far greater than what Michael did. You know, if you're going to compare the two, like Michael's not embraceable. LeBron's more embraceable, but. People still, with what you saw with Michael, and you love Michael, and the documentary came out, reinforced everything about Michael, although it reinforced some negative things as well. But people look past that. But I, I know I get defensive with LeBron, but it's just because I, I've seen him from his high school days, watched a high school game in person. You know, he was a great football player. And maybe it's high Ohio thing as well, but I, I just think everything he's been through, single parent, And he's been amazing. He's made mistakes, but everything is played out right in front of us. You know, Kobe said he was taking his talents to the NBA as a high school player. Nobody said anything about that. LeBron's decision. People, maybe it's the decision. I had a problem with the decision because I had a problem with the way it was handled by ESPN. They should have asked LeBron the question to start that show. And then get the reaction after that. That's the story. LeBron, where are you going? I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Okay, let's bring in Pat Riley, who joins us now. Uh, Let's get reaction, local reaction from Cleveland. If they did that, then I think people would have been a little bit nicer, softer on LeBron. But he didn't build this up. That's what ESPN said to Jim Gray to do. It wasn't LeBron. LeBron. LeBron didn't go, hey, you gotta drag this out, man. That's what you do. But look at what LeBron did. LeBron's the first NBA player, one of the first athletes ever to say, and I go back to Kurt Flood, you know, with the reserve clause, and and not he didn't want to be, you know, held like somebody was an owner to him and say, You can't go where you want to go. And Kurt Flood fought baseball because of that. LeBron said, You can go where you want to go. You should be able to play where you want to play. He empowered athletes. He gave them a stage. That he got an hour's worth of programming from ESPN. Didn't pay for it. They gave him an hour. Now we see athletes all the time taking control of social media. Tigers done this. You know, go down the list of athletes who've done, you know, Tom Brady's done this. LeBron ushered that in. He empowered athletes. He got involved. Put his money where his mouth is. I don't know why I'm defending him. <laughs> I, I you're you're sensing the you're you're like in advance coming. of the criticism. Yes, yes, it's coming.
6: It would be kind of fun if the the Heat won the next <laughs> three games. <laughs> Injured, depleted. Yeah, like Kelly Olynyk goes for a 28 and 12.
4: But if LeBron had lost a three one lead, like Kawhi did, that would still be the topic now, even during the NBA Finals. Has LeBron lost it? Uh, not a leader. How could that happen? Michael would never do that. He he makes it look easy with what he did last night. But now the Miami Heat aren't any good. They they were good when they beat the Bucks, right? They were good when they beat the Celtics, right? And then you had media people who were trying to be contrarians and they're going, I'm going to take the Miami Heat. I love the Heat. I've watched more Heat games than probably anybody other than true Miami Heat fans. I'm Mr. Heat. I bring the Heat. <laughs> Heat's my favorite movie. You're fired up. Yeah. But the Lakers are a better team because of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Plain and simple. Yes, Paul.
6: You need a good Thursday night football game to calm you down. And, and relax we got you. it.
4: And we have it tonight. <laughs> so calm you right down. Yeah. Jets, Broncos. Get to more phone calls coming up. Doc Rivers, 76ers, maybe question mark. We'll talk about that as well. We'll come up with a poll question. You got a good poll question today, McLevin? Because I'm on fire today. Yeah, I'm
9: a little scared of you right now. No,
4: I know, I know, I know.
9: Uh, yeah, let's. I'm going to pull a topic out of left field. Who's going to end up with a greater career, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, okay. Let's uh, poll question. Well. Is it fair to ask now? Is this even a fair question? Will it be a sweep? That's what Twitter was going into last night. Most people think it will be.
4: I hope not. I
9: I I really... Do the injuries scare you a lot? Now? Yes,
4: yes. Even without... I mean, I, I was hoping that they would win two games. The Miami Heat would win two games. Uh, but without Drogic and, you know, Butler, Bam bio, if they're banged up a little bit, even if they play, I mean, it's, it's just difficult. If you're not going to... The Lakers shooting 40% from three-point range. You're not going to beat them because they're the best team in the paint as far as scoring. Yeah,
9: McLeod. But will that last, though? I mean, I I saw KCP come out there and do a fadeaway three-pointer. There's no way that's going in again. I
4: know. I know. Yes, Paulie.
6: Sweeps stink. Remember the 04 ALCS? It was so unbelievable. One of the great sporting events. Yankees, Red Sox, and then they – no offense, Cardinals fans, but then they swept the Cardinals –
4: I remember when we went to St. Louis, like we were like going, I was unbelievable what the Red Sox just did to the Yankees. And then you go, oh, it's over. (laughs) Like that's not, that's not fair. That's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. You go seven games and the Red Sox finally win a World Series. Yes, McLeod. Another poll
9: question that I think ties into some of the things you've been saying who is the best uh, role player for the? Wait, sorry, which Lakers surprised you the most last night with their really good performance? Dwight Howard playing well, Rajon Rondo playing great, Alex Caruso was really good last night. Oh, or Marquise Morris had a really good. game.
4: Everybody was good last night. They they yeah. they
9: blew them out. Are there any of the Lakers like Rondo shooting surprising you, or did you kind of see this coming?
4: Well, it's playoff Rondo. He's great. He really is. He knows how to play in the playoffs. I don't know what happens in the regular season, but man, does he know. I'm curious if they win, does he smile? Because I don't know if I've seen him smile. Yes, he. I'm almost positive
8: the Lakers are losing the next game, though, just because of because they. Yeah, this one was so it's like such a blowout mm. that it may, they might even lose lose, lose the next two. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, we got uh, these guys. And then, and then the LeBron haters are going to be in full force coming this, after this me. This might be the only game they win in the series. Oh, no. Or the Lakers
6: <laughs> lose the next two on purpose to make this series seem tougher and, mm, and LeBron wins mm, it in Game
4: 7. Mm. Oh, yeah, but this is the easiest road to a championship ever. They haven't played anybody. I like how you go, what are you supposed to do? Like when somebody wins an Academy Award – in in a year where there aren't great movies or something, do you just go, "Hey, yeah, you won an Academy Award?" But there weren't any good movies. Nobody says that.
8: I think yeah. that just happened last year, didn't <laughs>
4: and maybe the year before. <laughs> yeah, in the year before, Found like five years running. Yes, La La Land. Yes, Paul.
6: There there is something to being a fan of a team and having an easy not path but final series. As a Chicago Bear fan, shocker, eighty five beating the the Patriots. It was a it was an uninteresting day. It was a coronation. But you wanted the Super Bowl to be better. And but
4: if I said to you as a Cubs fan, hey, you're going to win the World Series, but it's it's going to be a four-game sweep. It's not going to be competitive at all. In
6: in advance of that, I, uh, before it, I would have signed up in a second. Yeah. But the way the Cubs won the 2016 – did they? Did I mention they won the 2016 World Series down three, one of the Cleveland – that was fantastic. It's memorable. The whole series is memorable. Yes, McLovin. Quick hot take. You know no, no, no. Be, Hold on.
9: Yeah, I have a Lakers hot take.
4: Let me, let me take a break here. Yeah. I got to cool off a little bit. This here. will make people even mad. I got to cool off. I got some people who uh, would like to talk to me. Peter King wants to yell at me in the final hour of the program, by the way, because I had the audacity to say John Facenda, the voice of NFL Films, should be in the Hall of Fame. They have a Pete Rozelle award or honor, and you get into the Hall of Fame for contributions to the sport. You don't get a bust. You get in the Hall of Fame. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
1: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
9: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
1: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
7: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
4: have the play of the day coming up in a little bit. If you're in Jets management, do you want to win tonight? Like privately, do you want to win? Because if you get on a roll, do you want to bring Adam Gase back? And it might have been week one where I said, this is the scenario I see unfolding with the Jets. At some point, Adam Gase gets fired and Greg Williams, their defensive coordinator, takes over and he coaches them the rest of the season. You're going to have some decisions to make here, but do you want to be 6-10, and 10, or would you rather be 3-13? and 13? If I said you're 3-13 and 13 and you get Trevor Lawrence, or do you want to be 6-10? and 10? I, I guess I'd rather be bad to be good, because right now, you're in no man's land and not getting better anytime soon. I don't know if you need to see a little bit more from Sam Darnold, in fairness to Sam Darnold, but if I'm a Jets fan... I probably don't want to win. Yeah,
6: pulling. The Jets, after this week uh, against Denver, they have Arizona, Chargers, Buffalo, Kansas City, New England. They may not have a choice in the matter. (laughs) I got a question. I don't know the Jets' management too well. Is the person who hired Adam Gase to be the head coach still the current GM?
4: No. Oh, wow. But he's friends with Adam Gase. (laughs) They work together, I think, with the Bears. Is that that right, McLeod? Uh, Some
9: team, yeah. That's... One of the reasons the Broncos so Joe Douglas, who was the, who led the was part of the Eagles Super Bowl year. So maybe he brings in Doug Peterson or something, like gets the gang back together for Philly.
4: I like Paulie, but I wouldn't hire him to coach my team. Like, or Adam Gase? Yeah. Ooh.
6: That's gotta be at least a push.
4: Yeah. I'm good with the media yeah. and I don't know schemes that well. Yeah. But I don't, you know, Adam Gase, I don't know if he's coaching for his job. I don't want to see people lose their job. But then at some point, you say you've had enough time to prove whether you can or cannot coach. And, and I haven't seen it. I haven't. And if I'm a Jets fan, it, it, the formula is the following you have to have the rookie quarterback. And then I win in that five year window because then you're going to pay him and he's going to be the, the going rate for quarterbacks is going to be $40 million a year. If I can get a guy and I'm paying him a couple million dollars and I can spread the wealth around, then that's that's the formula. That's the blueprint. Yeah, McLovin.
9: So what about Sam Darnold then?
4: I don't. I haven't seen enough that I can say because you're going to have to extend him. Like you got to make that decision next year, right?
9: He's is this his third, third year? year? So they really have five if they want it. Yeah.
4: But you usually make that decision. and yeah. Like, the the Bears already made their decision right. on Mitchell Trubisky. But, yeah, this is – got decisions to make here. But I I don't know. I, I don't know if Adam Gase is going to be the answer. I mean, they, they got Le'Veon Bell. Nobody wants to spend that kind of money on a running back, especially on a second contract. And then you had your two be- best defensive players who opted out. Yeah. Uh, can you name a skill position player on the Jets besides Sam Darnold? I just pulled up their depth chart. It's ugly, Dan. But don't they have to have depth to have a depth chart?
9: So I see the only wide receivers without either Q or D is Braxton Berrios, Josh Malone, and at least Jamison Crowder has a questionable, but I don't think he's playing.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't know what we can expect. This is what I expect out of Sam Darnold. Darnold back to pass. And uh, he's out of the pocket. He's gonna have to run again. Or Darnold back to pass under pressure, incomplete. Darnold back to pass and it's intercepted. Yes. But they
9: have this uh spicy young running back that they want to feature named Frank Gore. <laughs> it's yeah, <stuff>.
10: yeah.
4: Youth <laughs> movement.
6: <laughs> Does Fritzy want his team to win tonight? I do. Even though you're you could be 0 and 4 in in the driver's seat to get Trevor Lawrence. If
11: I knew there was like, but since you don't know the future, and you just roll in the dice. If the season's only one quarter done after tonight, and they can win a couple of games. I have to look at who they're playing the rest of the way, but I know they're going to lose twice to the Chiefs. They'll probably lose at least once to the Raiders. But if they end up five and 11 or something like that, then I would rather them win in prime time. If you lose to the Jets, that's just humiliating. Yeah, but who
4: cares if it helps you down the road? If I said you could go two and 14. Or you go 6-10. and ten.
11: But they may not. They could lose and go 0-4, but then they could still finish the season you know, with enough wins to not get the number one pick.
4: But I just ask you, would you rather have your team go 2-14 and 14 or 6-10? and 10?
11: I'd have to go 2-14, and 14, as much as I like to see the win. Okay, Broncos so then you would want to lose to
4: tonight.
8: Yes, Eden. Didn't the Jets already tank for a quarterback and draft him? And now they're trying to Try tank to do again, it again. For, yeah. to get rid of that quarterback that yeah. they originally sucked yeah. for?
4: It's just like the 76ers. You tank, you got uh, Embiid, and then you tanked and you got Ben Simmons. Yes, McClellan.
8: Yeah. Uh,
9: well, now in quarterback, like, the, look at the team uh, the Cardinals gave up on Josh Rosen in a year. Yeah. You, it's so fast right now. But wait, were we all about Drew Locke like a month ago? What happened to that? Now Trevor Lawrence
4: might go to Well, no, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I, you know, Drew Locke's going to come back, and, and there are high hopes for him. But that's just because we haven't seen anything out of him. There's always. That potential there, we haven't seen how good he can be. Boy, he's got an arm. It'd be news if he didn't have an arm. Like, Man, that guy's got a big arm. Still waiting for that guy to come out. He's got like a Popeye arm. Man, he's got a big arm. Yes, McLeod.
9: Again, not to fire anyone, but Vic Fangio doesn't get a lot of positive
4: online reviews. No, he's, he does
9: not. He's not well-liked in the Twitter <laughs> No, show.
4: No, he's not. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's one of our favorite guests, but we have a hard time pronouncing his name, so we don't have him on that often. Steve Palazzolo joining us on the program from Pro Football Focus. How did I do, Steve?
5: It was perfect. I feel like you can have me on a little bit more now. Thank you
4: thank you (laughs) stayed up all night practicing in the mirror going palazzolo palazzolo steve palazzolo and i did it pro football focus senior analyst here all right uh let's start with sam darnold going into tonight's game what is the data that pro football focus has looked at with sam darnold this year
5: yeah he hasn't been great he's got a grade in the 50s which is well below average it's it's not good at all but i think coming into the year I remember saying, look, if if Sam, Sam Darnold could play a lot better and you're not even going to see it, you're not going to see it on the stat sheet. You're not going to see it in the win-loss column. And then you see last week, even this not good wide receiver core is completely depleted. The offensive line is not great other than the rookie Mekhi Becton. So the situation is just so bad around Sam Darnold. It's not completely fair, but at the same time, still way too many bad decisions in there in Sam Darnold's game and I don't think we've really seen the progression that you want to see here in year three but it's
4: tough and I don't know how pro football focus does this but you look at like Daniel Jones I don't know if Daniel Jones is good or or just he's on a bad team or is it a combination of both if you look at Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold how much is them and how much it is
5: they're on a bad team Yeah, I mean, Jones' grade is is what Jets fans would be hoping for from Darnold. Jones is up in the 70s. He's actually grading really well despite everything around him, despite facing more pressure dropbacks than any other quarterback and a terrible offensive line. And again, not the greatest group of playmakers. So yeah, there is a way, and the way we do it is to try to isolate the quarterback's play as much as possible. So you make a great throw, whether it's caught or dropped, we're still giving you credit for that throw. You still have to make good decisions. You still have to throw the ball accurately, even if you don't have that many guys that are open. So um, there are ways to kind of parse out the quarterback play from the rest of the supporting cast. But as we've seen with, say, like a Josh Allen in Buffalo, when you have everything around you getting better every single year, it certainly helps your development. That's why I think Allen's really peaking here in year year three.
4: Best rated quarterback by Pro Football Focus this year is who?
5: It's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you know, he's just been in a whole different world. Him and Russell Wilson are really in a, in, a, in a different world. We went back to 2006 and said, okay, through three weeks, what are the highest grades we've ever seen? Rodgers is number three. Wilson's number five. So it's two of the better performances we've seen through three weeks. They're going, they're neck and neck. Rod, it, Wilson's got better stats. I think he's had a little bit more favorable, you know, screens for touchdowns and wide open drag routes for touchdowns. So his stats are a little bit better than Rodgers, but Rodgers throw for throw. He's been the best quarterback in the league.
4: But there was so much angst, concern about Aaron Rodgers coming into this season, and you didn't draft a wide receiver. You drafted another running back. You drafted a fullback here. Does Rodgers buy in with the game plan with Matt LaFleur? And now what's happened?
5: The last part, he's bought in. I mean, the the biggest thing with Aaron Rodgers, right, the last few years, if you put up his highlight reel against anyone else's, it's right there. His big-time throws, special. Does he turn the ball over? No. He's got these... The extreme ends of the spectrum have been awesome for Rodgers his entire career. It's that middle bit where in 2011 and 14 and stretches of 16, he was awesome. But in recent years, he lost it a little bit. He didn't trust the system. He wasn't getting the ball out on time. He was trying to play hero ball outside of structure too much. This year, he's getting rid of the ball faster, 2.5 seconds in the pocket when he's usually up around 2.9 or 3. That is a massive difference. That is trust. That is the scheme, and it's not with the best group of receivers either. It's Devontae Adams was hurt the other day, <laughs> no. and Rodgers is still making these guys look good. He is playing at a special level because he's trusting Matt LaFleur, the system, and hitting open receivers.
4: But why is it that Tom Brady didn't have weapons, but Cam Newton has weapons in New England?
5: I don't know that Cam really does. I mean, I think in the Seattle game we saw, uh, that was a, a really nice job of them opening up the passing attack. They used Julian Edelman a little bit more down the field, exploited a mismatch with Jamal Adams. I still think it's to be seen. You know, Brady was really good through three weeks last year as well. I think the passing game in New England still is not one of the better ones in the league. It is Edelman and a whole bunch of question marks with Nikhil Harry and Demir Bird. So um, I think there's still a little bit more to see about what New England can do through the passing attack. I think they've done a nice job with the run game and building around Cam, but I still don't think they have great weapons or an explosive passing attack that is feared around the NFL.
4: How have you graded Dak Prescott?
5: Really high. He's uh, seventh, I believe, in our overall grades. He's graded extremely well. He's you know it, He reminds me of Patrick Mahomes right now, the way he, Mahomes was in, at Texas Tech. Where there's just no margin for error. You know, you've, you've got 39 points against the Falcons. You know, you're in a shootout against the Seattle Seahawks. So Dak is playing well, throw for throw, he's excellent. But uh, there's an interception here, a fumble there. That just there's just no margin for error there because they're like it's like they're playing Big 12 games. But Dak's doing a really good job of throwing the ball accurately beyond the sticks, throwing the ball down the field, and yeah, top 10 quarterback so far.
4: Does it make sense to give that running back that second contract that we saw with Alvin Kamara? Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey got it, Dalvin Cook got it, because I've been a big proponent of, I'm going to ride you for five years, and I'm going to say goodbye to you. Where does pro football focus stand on that?
5: Yeah, we completely agree. We would never give a second contract. And you always kind of get fooled. Who's the special one? Is it Todd Gurley? Is he special? Well, no. And and part of the reason, you know, McCaffrey could have bucked the trend because we're all about the pass game at PFF because that's what's more more efficient. So even when you have a pass-catching running back, It's still not great. I think the Panthers' offense could be a little bit better without McCaffrey because they don't feel the need to give him touches. And they have guys like Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. If they get more uh, uh, targets down the field, that offense will be better. So I love Christian McCaffrey. I love Dalvin Cook. I think he's fantastic. But I would never get into that second contract situation. One, because of the injury situation. And then two, because the production just never matches the dollar amount for a running back.
4: I was shocked of all the games over the weekend, even Detroit winning in Arizona. I was not shocked by that. But Carolina beating the Chargers. What the hell is going on? I know that everybody's got injuries, but Justin Herbert has played well, I think. How does pro football focus see the Chargers?
5: Yeah, they're they're a little confusing because a week before it was like, man, they're they're giving the Chiefs a, you know, all that they can handle into overtime, especially defensively. The fact that Mahomes, you know, only had that one really big play the previous week. I think the Chargers' offensive line they've been a disaster for years, yeah. and we saw a Panthers team that only had nine pressures through two games, and they're getting pressure. Brian Burns with a strip sack, and they're actually beating this Chargers' offensive line. I think that is one of those things that will hurt Herbert's development just a little bit. He's got some good dudes to throw to obviously, but the old line has to get better. And I think that's what really did them in last week, even against a bad Panthers pass rush.
4: Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus, senior analyst, by the way, use the promo code radio 25. You get 25% off a pro football focus subscription at PFF.com. Who do you guys like tonight?
5: Oh man. I mean, I guess, (laughs) I guess the Broncos, um, you know, I think it's it's not a great game on paper. I mean, the Darnold should be the he should have the advantage from a quarterback, uh, you know, situation. Brett Ripon did some nice things in his little relief outing against the Tampa Bay Bucks last week, but both teams are in a rough spot. My biggest concern with the Jets is they're just bad at the most important spots, right? So, pass game, wide receiver, cornerback. It was that was their issue coming into the year. It's their issue right now. Denver can at least. Play reasonably on the back end, um, so I think they've they've got a shot, you know, in this one.
4: When you look at Drew Brees' performance so far, is there anything different through the first three weeks that we should have seen coming late last year?
5: Yeah, so I mean, if you look at Brees' last six games just by PFF grades, that's almost they're almost all of them are between fifty-eight in 62 all six of them right in that range and that's well below average it's not good and he's had some games in there that were pretty good statistically but the difference in those games is the downfield passing attack throwing an interception against minnesota down the field in the playoffs last year that carried over into this year he is just not making those throws down the field he's not attempting them. he only has three attempts beyond 20 yards one for three on those passes and one was a busted coverage the one completion so It's a completely different Saints offense. He's always thrown short. He's always let his playmakers do work. But if you leave the seam open, he's going to zip it in there. If you leave a deep ball open, he's going to hit it. That is the difference with the Saints offense. So they're just... It's a really tight margin of error. You obviously can't rely on Alvin Kamara to take a you know a negative five yard pass and turn it into a 52 yard touchdown every single week like he's been. So um, that's the issue right now: Breeze not being aggressive down the field, and when he is, the arm is just not there, and the accuracy that we've normally you know co- been accustomed to.
4: I saw an article in Pro Football Focus about the possibility of the Falcons trading Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, in theory, it sounds interesting that now you're going to tank for Trevor, but. Who would take Matt Ryan right now? And what are you getting for Matt Ryan? Are you just trying to get him off the books and then you just continue to tank for Trevor Lawrence?
5: Yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing that I don't, think will actually happen I remember you know we were talking about it internally you know what if let's just throw this out there and see It's it, it's obviously uncommon you know before Nick Foles took over last week you'd say would the Bears be one of those teams they're sitting there at three and zero, and you know Matt Ryan has always been a top tier quarterback top 10 type of quarterback his entire career I think in Atlanta there's just something off they should have this baseline of success just having Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley like they should be winning you should be able to slot them in for seven or eight games just to start the season and then okay let's see how well the defense plays but something's off down there and it would be fascinating to see do you just completely blow it up and we're at this point in the nfl though it's it's tough to find a spot for matt ryan because yeah. i think there's about 28 29 30 legit starting quarterbacks around the nfl i don't think we've seen that in in many many years i don't think there's a ton of massive quarterback holes around the nfl um so it'd be tough to find an actual spot for him but from an Atlanta standpoint. Would be interesting to see if they would completely start from scratch.
4: Has Pro Football Focus examined Trevor Lawrence?
5: Yeah, I mean, we grade every single play from him in college, and he was the highest graded true freshman that we've ever had. Last year, as a sophomore, he started out a little bit slow, but you know, if you if you do like a little cutoff of week three or four, another great, outstanding play, and we've got every single one of his plays graded this year. Unbelievable accuracy to all levels of the field. I know it's against the Citadel and against lesser teams, but. Um, He's looking really good, and I think you know he's got everything you're looking for as far as a downfield playmaker, uh, short area accuracy, decision making. As a true freshman, he only had three turnover-worthy plays. We've never seen anything like that. That's usually, true. Freshman is supposed to make mistakes. He didn't. Um, plus, he's got a little bit of athleticism, right? So he could pick up yards on the ground. So I think when people hype him up as the next Andrew Luck type of prospect, I think it's all pretty legit.
4: Who's the quarterback we should be talking about in college?
5: Well. Look, I, I've, got, I've got some Gator ties through my years. I loved Danny Werfel growing up. and The grade <laughs> wasn't great on Kyle Trask coming in. He had some blind spots for linebackers last year. But if you take away those bad plays, you can see the talent. And Trask did not play in high school. He is a late bloomer with NFL-type ability, accuracy, and in velocity, and we saw that against Ole Miss last week. So Kyle Trask, I think he's not going to put up Joe Burrow numbers this year despite his start, but he'll be that guy that kind of breaks out. The NFL is going to love him. He just has to lose that blind spot for linebackers that he still kind of has, but I love trial Kyle Trask and his development.
4: Yeah, but if we take out the bad plays from Mitchell Trubisky, he still has a job.
5: He still has more bad plays than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> it was a handful for Trask last year.
4: Well, yeah, but is Trubisky worse than Carson Wentz this year?
5: Not this year. Carson Wentz is at a special level of bad right now. (laughs) It's it's just not good. I mean, he looks like a a pitcher that has the yips. Uh, Just There's something mental going on there. So 2015, if you remember Andrew Luck, the start to his season, it looked nothing like the first three years of Andrew Luck's career. Nothing like it at all. He was interceptions, fumbles, accuracy was all over the place. It made zero sense, and people thought he was playing with injury, and then he eventually got hurt and missed a bunch of that season. That's what Wentz feels like. You know, this is nothing like the rest of his career. He is our lowest-graded quarterback. He's lowest in accuracy. He's got 12 turnover-worthy plays. No one else has more than six. Like, everything is at the worst spot that it could possibly be in. So I'm expecting it to get better, and it just it doesn't make sense because it's not in line with the rest of Wentz's career. So I guess I'm chalking it up to this is just a massive slump that he has the talent to come out of.
4: Great to talk to you again, Steve. And now that I've uh, worked on pronouncing your name, we'll uh, try to have you back on again. Thank you.
5: Perfect. I'll see you next week.
4: Okay. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus Senior Analyst. Use the promo code RADIO25 for 25% off. A Pro Football Focus subscription at pff.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
1: VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The
9: beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need.
1: Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
7: This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class.
4: Paulie has a punting idea. Now, he's brought it up a couple of times. I've avoided it because it's kind of like Fritzy with the onion bagel. (laughs) It's kind of feeling that way, isn't it? It, You know, where Paulie will go, hey, I I got that punting idea. It's like when Fritzy kept saying, hey, don't forget about my bagel story. Because Paul's teased it now for two weeks. Yes, he has.
6: (laughs) Four days. But (laughs) this is going to go very poorly. it,
4: It feels like it's been two weeks. But I just was walking back into my side of the man cave, and Paulie goes, hey, I still got that punting idea. I go, all
6: right. I want a Palazzo low to break it down for
4: Uh, me. All right, so um, what is your punting idea, Paulie?
6: Okay, what if you (laughs) remove the uh, punter position from your team? You don't have a punter on your roster. You get one of your backup running backs, and you train him to become a punter. And if you could punt the ball, you know, 38, 36 yards, somewhere around there, that's enough. But the threat of him, uh, a running back, let's say like Ronald Jones of the – a Tampa Buccaneers, he's quick, he can move, handle the ball. If he was your punter, a good running back, a decent backup running back, and he focused on that, okay. the threat of the fake is huge. So now they can't drop all their people back to return the punt. They have to rush or at least you know, spy you. And because of that, they're not returning any punts. They're going to be all fair catches because your guys are going to run down. And then when you fake it, you have a real threat there as a fake. Also, you open up another roster, roster spot on your team. Hmm. Good, bad, good idea, bad idea, terrible idea.
4: Well, I always wondered this. Let's say you're inside the opposition's 45-yard line and you're not going to go for it and you're going to punt. Why is it you have your guy who usually kicks it into the end zone? I need a backup punter who doesn't kick it as far. Like he's not as good as my regular punter and he might only kick it 38 yards. Like Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Cosine. Yes. Yes. But is that about... uh... The distance or well, that, uh, mine the is, accuracy? Mine is, because it drives me crazy when you know teams like on the 46-yard line of the opposition, they go, no, no, fourth and three, we're going to punt. And then they kick it into the end zone. And so what is the net gain there or loss there by a team? Whereas if you had a punter who goes, hey, I can, like right now, if you said, hey, why don't you go out there and punt, and I can only punt at 35 yards, then I'm your guy. But it would be a lot of fun to wonder if uh, you know Christian McCaffrey is going to punt it or run it. Yeah. But remember Tom Tupa? Tom Tupa was a quarterback in college and also a punter. Uh, Danny White, who was the quarterback for the Cowboys, was also their punter. Now, that's an even better idea. Yeah.
6: Maybe you get a option quarterback from college. Imagine Woody Dantzler from Clemson back there, and he could punt, pass, or kick.
8: Yes, Seton. Or is the fact that Danny White already did this and nobody did anything with it kind of show that it's not a great idea.
6: It opens up a third uh, roster spot for another quarterback.
4: Yes. A- anybody. Yes, we love it.
9: Here's the problem. You uh they know if you have the Anyone? running back back there, you can't you lose the, you lose a fake punt because you can't get that Surprise element, you know, so you can't get the punt field on. So you're losing the option of a fake punt.
4: But what if you think there's the possibility of a fake punt every time the running back is there? Uh, yeah, I thought there right. was always the option yeah. of a fake punt with
8: the, the running back. The yeah.
9: key to the Johnny Hecker fake punt is the defense isn't on the field. The special teams are on the field, so you could take advantage of their, you know, you sneak it in there. So you're going to lose that sneak effect. You know what I mean? Like Johnny Hecker will drop back and no one's ready for it. Now they're all ready for it, but you got Woody Dantzler back
8: there. Yes, yeah. much like Todd. Uh-oh. You know, and how proud we are of him for overcoming such adversity. Uh, I'm proud of Paul for th- for trying to th- think of uh, new ideas and fun. Make the game fun. Keep the game fun.
4: I don't know if it was worthy of a four-day buildup.
6: No. <laughs> <I, laughs> if you would have done this on Monday, we'd all move out with our lives. Yes, Todd.
11: I think it's a really good idea. I was watching Syracuse, Georgia Tech. There's a guy who punts for Georgia Tech, number twenty. Presley Harvin. He's six feet tall, uh, borderline 260 pounds. He looks like a, a linebacker, not <laughs> <that's laughs> a defensive tackle, and he was punting pretty well. And you could do some fun stuff with him.
4: This is a guy who he, his name is Presley Harvin at Georgia Tech. He's six foot two fifty five. He wears number twenty seven, and when he's back there, it looks like the biggest kid in the punt pass and kick competition. This guy's Andy Reid in the punt, pass and kick competition. He will
11: run you over. Imagine that if he fakes the punt and just runs forward. Yeah.
4: yeah. Thank you, Todd.
11: (laughs)
8: Imagine that.
4: It's going to catch on. Everybody's going to be talking about this later on. Pat McAfee's going to be talking about this later on. Greeny's going to talk about this tomorrow. Everybody's going to talk about this. You know, I was wondering, what if you put a running back back there as your punter? Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Bring in Peter King, NBCSports.com. Football morning in America must read for every football fan. Oh, you thought you were going to yell at me, didn't you, Peter? I thought we were going to brawl this morning, Dan. (laughs) But you do understand... I don't, I don't know if John Facenda was ever considered for the Pete Rosell Award. I know there was a lawsuit that was going on between Facenda's family and maybe NFL Films or the NFL, but I was just thinking contributions to the game. Has Facenda's name ever come up with uh, those voting?
10: Dan, the Pete Rosell Award is not something that the selectors for the Pro Football Hall of Fame have anything to do with. Mm-hmm. We don't vote on it. We don't. I mean i suppose if i felt strongly about somebody i could write a letter but so could a coach or you know anybody could write a letter but we don't pick those and so uh i think i'm trying to i think those are picked by by the hall of fame you know like by david baker and oh okay but i'm not i'm not positive I, i don't know how it gets picked but but really every year that they mostly mostly try to pick somebody either for sort of a lifetime achievement award like they picked dick ever a couple of years ago um or for like somebody who's doing something really good currently they picked andrea kramer for her long career and also uh for the fact that she and hannah storm became the first uh you know all-woman team to do games and so but but again I don't know exactly how it happens, but I think John Facenda is a great candidate for that award because he's his voice is the most recognizable voice in the history of the nfl honestly
4: yeah that's why i thought you know i i I kept railing for years and look i know it's a thankless job voting for the hall of fame because you know no matter what you do somebody's going to be upset with you but the sables i wanted to make sure they got in with their contributions to the sport uh the titan steelers game is rescheduled for later on this season two more positive tests in tennessee Why do you think the NFL pulled the cord on this one uh, this early?
10: Well, I mean, it's not that early. You know, it's Thursday. And um, I think they knew that – I think what they really wanted to do was play the game late Monday afternoon um, because this is probably not the only game that's going to have to get adjusted this year. It's just – I thought it was a miracle that each of the first two weeks – the 2,460 tests for players, uh, none of them ever came up positive. And then there was one in week three, the Atlanta cor- uh, corner, A.J. Terrell. Uh, and, and then week four, obviously, uh, the, the, the Titans have broken out. But I, I believe, I mean, I talked to uh, uh, Alan Sills, Dr. Alan Sills, the NFL's chief medical officer, Tuesday night late, And I believed that if uh, there there were either none or maybe one more positive test, that they were going to play the game this weekend. But the fact is, there's no guarantee that in the next couple of days, there won't be even a couple of more players test positive because of the incubation period. So I think it's quite i think it's a prudent decision now especially after the extra test came or the uh additional player tested positive today um and so i think it's a smart move the nfl can't be putting players out uh, you know not that not that they couldn't have played a game with the existing roster of the tennessee titans but it just isn't prudent to risk having guys out there who could be uh, incubating and could have COVID.
4: I was wondering on the heels of this with what happened with the Raiders, where they went to a charity function and, you know, you have your starting tight end, your starting quarterback there, uh, and they don't have mask on, at least for a portion of this fundraiser there. You've already had the franchise fined $250,000. John Gruden fined $100,000. The NFL going to come down on the Raiders? They should.
8: Uh,
10: the NFL should come down on the Raiders. Um, that was an incredibly tone deaf thing that the Raiders did. And, uh, you know, look, without getting too political, the problem in our country right now, Dan, is that everybody is getting mixed messages uh, about uh, the efficacy of wearing masks. And unfortunately, it's absolutely without any question that wearing ma- wearing a mask will help prevent the spread of covid-19 and to to be out in public when all through the course of your training camp and the first 3 weeks of the season it's mask 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 and then you go out in public yeah. where theoretically everybody isn't wearing masks like they are inside a football facility and your and the players are not wearing masks i just i I was shocked to see that really. And uh, I don't know who should get penalized, whether it's the players or whether it's the franchise, but the NFL has got to do something about that.
4: And then I wonder, you know, once we heard about the Titans and the Vikings, and then if the Titans were going to be able to play, uh, you know, can you punish an organization if they have positives? You know, I, I don't know how you dole out blame in a situation like this, Pete, do you take away a draft pick? Uh, is it just going to be finding an organization like with the Raiders? Does the NFL have any kind of blueprint of how they're disciplining or will discipline teams?
10: Well, I mean, I think it's a pretty sticky situation if a team tests positive and you have to postpone a game. It, it, it strikes me as a little bit draconian to then take a draft choice away from a team because a coach or a player or players or coaches uh get COVID. i no no i don't i don't i don't really think that's the way to go i i just don't but if you're out in public i definitely think it's the way to go and if you could find out that any of the titans uh if you could prove or whatever that they're out at some nightclub or even an indoor restaurant or whatever without a mask on, that's when you have to penalize them. But without knowing where this came from or how it came, I, I would not think that the NFL should uh, should penalize a team.
4: He's Peter King, NBC Sports, his column, Football Morning in America. If you ran the Jets, what would you do?
10: Um. I'd probably give Adam Gase maybe three more weeks. Um, But if the games are not very competitive uh, and if the quarterback continues to be as inconsistent as he is, uh, even though, look, the quarterback doesn't have a lot of help right now and he's had a lot of injuries at receiver um, and, and running back. But I... I would not hesitate midway through the season to pull the plug and go to Greg Williams. I mean, he was five and three as an interim coach sort of damning with faint praise, but man, that Greg Williams is one heck of an interim coach, (laughs) you know, I mean, so uh, I, but it's, you don't want to, you don't want to be unfair to Adam Gase, especially in a season that is a lost cause, but, I'd find it pretty hard to believe that Adam Gase can save himself. Uh, and and look, your players don't want to go out and feel like hopeless, helpless every week. And uh, I think they have had a couple of really bad performances the last
4: couple of weeks. Can a team hire an assistant from another team during the season to be the head coach? If the Jets fired Adam Gase and they said to Eric Bieniemy we want to hire you?
10: That's a really good question. I never thought of that. I probably should have thought of that, but I don't think they can, Dan. I don't think the NFL would allow it, Um, you know, particularly because, and look, you mentioned B enemy, obviously he's he's a black man, but uh, you think in most cases that you want to have a fair and open process to hire a coach. I don't think the NFL would allow it, but I should know that and I don't.
4: Yeah, it just dawned on me. I'm thinking, if I could get Eric Bieniemy, and I thought he was going to be a, a head coach and I'm the Jets, then why wouldn't I go out and do that? I, I take him away from Kansas City and then I have my replacement. I don't have to wait for him to be on the open market. So I was just wondering if, if you were even allowed to do that. Yeah, so. I
10: kind of don't think you are. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think of other sports. And you know, I, I can't imagine in the middle of a season that the Tampa Bay Rays can hire the the Chicago White Sox third base coach. I, it just,
4: I don't know. I, uh, yeah,
10: I, I don't. I don't think they can. But it's a good question for me to ask.
4: Get some of your best people on that, Pete. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. then let's get Facenda at least in the conversation here. Can we do that, it's,
10: Dan. You know what? You, uh, quite honestly. I'm, t- I'm telling you, what you should do is you should have David Baker on your show and you should ask him the question that you asked me. Uh, what are the what are the rules about this? And how, if my listeners want to campaign for this, okay. can we do it? Yeah. I, I and I think you ought to do it because that's the kind of stuff the Pro Football Hall of Fame loves. You know, interest in the hall and interest in the game. So they'd listen to you. All
4: right. Uh, great to talk to you, Pete. Thanks, Dan. Good talking to you, too. That's Peter King, who did not yell at me today. Todd, NBCSports.com, Football Night in America, and, of course, Football Morning in America as well.
11: It was going to get ugly there for a little while.
4: Well, it, you, I just said Pete's not going to yell at me if he knows
11: the whole story. I, it's because I misrepresented the whole, uh, the whole topic. Did there. you do it
4: on purpose? No. Okay.
9: At these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
7: Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game.